Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey everyone, this is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Welcome to the Euro K Mental Fitness Studio. I would like to thank our sponsors, Ned Siegfried, Luke Peterson, and Todd Bradford with Siegfried and Jensen, Mark Richards with Wasatch Recovery, Colby and McKenzie with Thread Wallets, Drew Peterson with First Digital, Greg Jackson with Mountain West Spine and Orthopedics, and Travis Whitaker, the owner of Living Recovery Interventions. And also, I'd like to give a shout out to Paul Cardall. The music that you hear at the beginning and the ending of these episodes is by Paul Cardall. He's an amazing person, and he's been one of my heroes for years. So thanks to all my sponsors and Paul Cardall for believing in me. I love you guys so much. Please enjoy this next episode. You guys have been so fantastic. Your support and how you share these episodes, especially with those that you feel like that are struggling, that you love so much, it kind of breaks the ice. And I get all kinds of comments on how that's really helped uh, families come together, get people help that need help. And and so I just can't thank you guys enough. Um, I, you know, I, I just gave a shout out to previous to our sponsors. I, I love you guys and... You know, I, I think the reason why this has been so successful is because I don't make it about me. Because it's not about me. It's about my amazing guests. And today, you guys are going to be blown away because I can't even believe I'm sitting across from this guy, Martin Fry. Thank you for joining us, Martin. Pleasure to be here. And if you guys don't know who he is, most of you probably do. He's a world record holder, adventurer, public speaker, thinker, investor, humanitarian. He's the first person to climb seven summits and sell the seven seas. Now, we say that, and you probably go, oh, cool. Man, if you really understood what that actually means, it would blow your mind that he actually was able to accomplish this. And so we're going to get into that. Martin's just a, a great guy. He has a big heart. He wants to help people. We're hopefully going to team up here at Wasatch uh, Recovery with him and the things that he does to help people you know, break out of their slumps and actually uh, live their own adventure. And it's just going to be a credible uh, time with him today. So I'm so excited. Martin, thanks for being here. Uh, it's just a joy to be with you this morning, Todd, and I look forward to our conversation. Absolutely. So why don't we start, before we get into the, to that part, is just give us a little background of your childhood and where you grew up. I grew up in New Jersey. Um, okay kind of a normal little family and um, but I had uh, an opportunity to uh, be challenged by my dad in some ways to try to go out and you know try new things and and explore <laughs> and and yeah. I, I think we had a lot of freedom back then much more than a lot of kids today yeah. and so you know it's like come home from school take off uh, and mom would ring the dinner bell when it was time to come in to eat you <laughs> yeah. know um, so very unstructured, but that gave yeah. me a chance to uh, explore my boundaries and what I was capable of in new yeah. ways. Um, one of the first adventures I remember was climbing the tree in yeah, my backyard. Yeah, we wanted to talk about that, yes. <laughs> and um, this whole idea of 
I couldn't even reach the lowest branch initially, and my buddy Teddy had to give me a boost up. <laughs> and as a result, we'd hang there because we couldn't even pull ourselves up. <laughs> Finally, we got a leg over the limb, and yeah. it would sit on the lowest branch. And okay. then um, we got the courage to, to climb the tree. And one day it was really windy, and I'm up there and I'm kind of holding on, and the yeah. branches are all moving, and I'm kind of scared. So I wedged my foot in the fork of the, oh, the yeah. tree uh -huh. to get another secure point. And all of a sudden I realized I couldn't get my foot unstuck. Oh no. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm caught, I'm, um, no one is there to help me, and I had to figure out how to solve my problem. And so then I reached down with one hand and untied my shoe, pulled my foot out, oh, yeah. and then wiggled my sneaker free, okay? Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> that feeling so nervous because I was letting go with one hand to yeah, do that. Right. And I think that experience taught me that I could trust my grip mm. over my fear of falling. Okay. And so as a young boy, I all of a sudden learned that yes, we can indeed um, um, build that confidence and start that and that adventure experiences bring that into our lives. Wow, and to think what that led to in your life, you know, at the time, not knowing where right. that was going to go. But it's it's interesting how things that we go through as child, as children, uh, how that can lead to other things in our lives, and we don't see it at the time, but then you look back and go, that's where the adventure for you kind of started, right? Absolutely, there's no question. That's like the first big adventure. Well, you know, I think, you know, me just sitting here with you and just knowing what you've done in your life, have you always been this confident, kind of strong-willed, determined person? Were you like that as a child as no, well? No, no. We were all <laughs> insecure and, and not knowing you know, what, what to make of things. But, um, but I was curious. Okay. And I, I was, you know, back then we started with boredom. Yeah. And then we got creative, like, let's go build a fort or let's go do yeah. something. And so we'd come up with these wild and crazy ideas of stuff to explore and do. And that sort of play into adventure, um, yeah. becoming more complex play. And I really thrived when I would challenge myself to climb or I learned to sail at summer camp. And yeah. that took me <laughs> to buy a sailboat. And then all of a sudden at 13, I'm, I'm learning to sail out by myself in the ocean. Wow. All of that was was very expanding of my sense of self and what I could do. Yeah. 13 is pretty young to be buying a sailboat. Yeah, right? it is. Uh, and I don't know why or my and why my parents let me have the freedom to go yeah. take it where I felt like I wanted to go. <laughs> and so that was like, you know, that no boundaries, uh, free range parenting or whatever. But yeah. that allowed me then to constantly begin a process of looking for bigger and broader challenges and and finding where the limits were right wow well there is so much we could talk about we could probably do this three or four times these uh these podcasts with you but what i'd like to maybe just jump ahead to you just did an amazing ted talk down in st george utah um it was phenomenal i mean just heart-wrenching you know I, I i teared up a few times as you were sharing your story and just what you've been through so how did an adventure in your life uh, change the course of your life? And let's just go from there. Um, Denali in Alaska is the tallest mountain in North America. And it's over 20,000 feet. And Jeez. it's actually colder than Everest. 
And so that experience, wow. everything before Denali was like a glorified hike. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, this was a first full on mountain expedition I'd ever done. And my buddy Steve and I took this on with a, uh, a kind of a naive sense of what we could do and what this was right. all about. Yeah. And we were completely out of our comfort zone. And so I think Man. the reason I love Denali in my whole adventure experience is because it stretched me the furthest. Yeah. As we got up the mountain, we we're pulling a, or hauling a, a 60 pound pack and a 50 pound sled behind us and we're Man. going up to 14,000 feet and all these more experienced and, and, and stronger guys were starting to drop out and I couldn't understand while yeah. I'm still going and they're, they, you know, they're, yeah. they just, they're can't hack it. And I really was amazed by that. And then at 16,000 feet, we were the last Jeez. ones there and just Steve and I, and then wow. at 17,000 feet, he gets altitude sickness and we hunker down in a tent to try to take care of him and yeah. the storm uh, had just continued oh to build gosh. and wow. we were stuck there for six days. Oh so all gosh. this is going on and we couldn't, um, I have to manage Steve who's, who's throwing up and, and, yeah. and, um, uh, won't get out of a sleeping bag and then I'm managing our situation with food and then yeah. kind of getting us all squared away. So there was a tremendous amount of uncertainty and the learning how to manage through that uncertainty, yeah. keep my wits about me, keep myself from going, you know, a yeah. little off the wall. Right. And then um, putting it all together and finally summiting uh, was, was a big, big challenge for me. I mean, I can't imagine being stuck in that situation for six days. Yeah. I mean, one day is too long. Right, right. I mean, did you ever have a, I mean, this is probably maybe a kind of a dumb question, but was there like a sense of panic? Did that ever come into like, oh boy, we're in trouble? Kind well, of thing? You, you definitely <laughs> feel that things are not good, right? right. Um, but as that panic starts to grow inside you, mm -hmm. you have to learn how to manage it and yeah, okay. to conquer that fear. Yeah. Um, Alex Hanald, the guy who did free solo and yeah. climbed El Capitan, you know, without oh, yeah. a rope, yeah. he gave some great advice. He said, we manage fear the way we manage hunger mm. in the sense that we acknowledge it's there, yeah. but we say, hey, I'm going to wait till dinner time to eat and I'm going right. to do my thing. And as a result, we put fear in a box and mm. we try to place it off on the side and yeah. not let it get out of the box. Yeah. We say, all right, I feel fear. It's okay to have that. Sure. But we then say, all right, we're gonna create this little alliance. You stay over in that box, I get to do my thing, yeah. and then we press forward. Wow, yeah, what an amazing thing. And so you were you were hiking this and summiting this with a really good friend, is it Steve? Is yeah, it Gasser? Steve Gasser, yeah. that's exactly right. And, and he was obviously very pivotal as you moved forward and deciding to do other things do you mind sharing? No, what and, with in that? fact, uh, the the Steve had uh, and struggled with cerebral edema on the mountain, and then two and a half months later, he died at age forty six oh, of an aneurysm. Okay, and so 
on in honor of Steve, I decided to take on the challenge that we had talked about in that tent on Denali of maybe one day doing the seven summits. And so in honor of him, um, I set off to, to climb the seven summits, the tallest mountain on each continent. That is amazing. And di didn't you place at the top of Everest a picture of Steve? I did. I right? took Steve's picture with me on every climb, and uh, we had our little moment together on each summit. Yeah. And really cherished the, the friendship and, uh, and his uh, um, uh, support in, in, in helping me get there. Yeah. You know, you mentioned there was four things you learned that when you were on, you know, the Denali experience. And do you mind sharing those? I mean, you, uh, well, here's what I pulled yeah. out of it, if that's okay. Self-efficacy, ah, yes. a belief in you, determination, resilience, and an adventure, adventure mindset. mindset. Do you mind talking about yeah. that and how you kind of came to that and then why that, why is that so important? Not just for you as a guy that loves to summit everything, but for an, an average Joe like myself who maybe is not you bet. be doing that kind of stuff. So one of the reasons and why adventure matters, and I think many people in life have been more entertainment focused mm -hmm. rather than real adventure, dealing with risk and uncertainty. Yeah. But as they take on those challenging opportunities for personal growth, what happens is we start getting outcomes. The first one is self-efficacy, this belief in our own capability mm -hmm. that we can do hard things and we can achieve our outcomes in life. Yeah. Number two is this idea of self-determination. So self-efficacy is a belief in yourself. Okay. Self-determination is a skill set. It's how do I okay. figure out how to get it done? Yeah. It includes the problem solving, gathering the resources, having all the things in place, and mitigating risk so that you're more likely to achieve your goal. Okay. Resilience is obviously what happens when it goes wrong and yeah. drawing on this inner strength to re-engineer the, 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 the situation in a way that you can overcome that obstacle or get around it. And if you do fail completely, are you defeated right. or are you going to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and get back in the arena? Okay. And then my favorite is really this adventure mindset, this yeah. willingness to embrace challenging opportunities for personal growth. This, I, 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 um, I can do it, I want to do it, and I will do it. This can do, want to, will do mindset. Yeah. And people as they embrace adventure and have more successful validation points in their life that they yeah. can do hard things, then sort of incorporate that mindset into their life and it applies to everything they're trying to do. Can yeah. do, want right. to, will do. Man, I love that. What a beautiful mindset that we all need to have, right? No matter what we might be doing, right? That's right. You know, this, this is nothing compared to what you've done, but I, I did uh, a... Two years ago, I did the Spartan race for the first time. Love it. Okay. And um, the single hardest thing I've ever done in my life, and I'm not kidding you, when I crossed the finish line, I started to cry. Yeah. Because it was that feeling of, I did it. Yeah. Because there was times as I was up there summiting the mountain, I was like, what am I doing? Can I do this? There was times where I don't know if I'm going to make it. That's that right. kind of thing, right? And it's just kind of pushing through that kind of thing. That's right. And we all have to test ourselves to move into those new reservoirs of strength that we don't yeah. always know we have in our everyday life. 
an adventure, whether it's a Spartan race, climbing a mountain, or being an entrepreneur and starting a business, any of those kinds of challenges, even overcoming some of the invisible mountains inside us, yeah. the behavioral challenges or the yeah. addictions or whatever, the trauma, emotional trauma that we may have to overcome, all of those become key validation points in, in the real potential of who we have and yeah. our unlimited opportunity to yeah. grow and, and build ourselves into new people. Yeah. I know you're one, uh, Martin, that believes that if we put our mind to it, we can do anything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, look what you've done. But I mean, how does someone who maybe is struggling and their 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 mindset is not anywhere near that? How do you how do you help someone get to that point or to be able to kind of see that it's possible for them to maybe even do some of the things you've done? The first thing. I think that is to help them understand that their body can do it if their mind can. Okay. And so that Ooh. this is a like mental that. game. Okay. And that it's about um, bringing the mental and emotional fortitude okay. to the game in a way that then aligns your energy to achieve your goal in life. Um, when we get frustrated, when we feel defeated, or we feel unable to... Um, conquer our challenge um, we lose that energy and the ability to harness that power okay. and yet at the same time starting small with little wins and then building them in a way that hey s starts building that self-efficacy that belief in your own capability yeah. and then figuring out the problem solving how do I work through this what's the most important environment for me to to place myself in uh, so right. I'm not distracted or right. I don't go back to old <laughs> behaviors and habits. Yeah. How do I effectively move forward when I do have a setback and that drawing on that resilience? I have a great poem. When I was yeah. climbing Everest and really struggling, um, <laughs> we were on the mountain for 51 days and oh, there were some emotional gosh. highs and sure. some big emotional lows. Um, we got up to... Um, camp three at 25,000 feet. We'd work for days to get up there. And then all of a sudden this storm came in, 80 mile an hour winds, ripped out some of the tents, and we oh, had to go man. all the way back to the bottom and start all over again. Oh man! And I remember getting there and being so defeated. And I had, I was physically and emotionally spent. I had nothing. And I remember calling my wife on the sat phone and saying, honey, I'm done. I'm, I, it's, I'm coming home. There's no way I can get back up this mountain. And I she bet. said, well, do you guys have to leave in the morning? And I said, no, we're going to take a day off. And she said, great. I go, what do you mean great? And I said, well, I, I, then you don't have to make a decision tonight on what you're going to do. <laughs> right. And I remember that night in my tent, oh my gosh. Um, and I watched Finding Nemo on my iPad. <laughs> really? <laughs> so there I am, I'm listening to the avalanches come off Nupsy, and I'm watching Finding Nemo, and there's Dory saying, just keep swimming. And I'm no crying way. my eyes out, and I go, Dory, I can't keep swimming, okay? I got <laughs> nothing. And the oh opportunity then to really think about do I have anything left in me? And could I keep swimming if I was ever going to be and yeah. uh, have an inspirational role to, uh, right. to play? I better start swimming. 
And so that helped me regroup and reset. And then fortunately, I was able to get back up to the summit. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine having to go back down. I probably would have said the same thing. I can't do this. Yeah. We, it took us forever to get to Camp 3. Why would I want to go do that again and try to then summit or whatever? Why did you pick Finding Nemo? Did you know, I mean, or did you just find some random thing? So I have, <laughs> we have a disabled daughter, and it's the one movie she keeps watching over and over again. So I've watched Finding, Dory, or Finding Nemo like 500 times. Yeah, you probably got it memorized. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Wow, that is an amazing thing. And isn't that cool how... There, there's an answer to your issue in some of the most unlikely things. That's right. right? It doesn't have to be complex. Yeah. What happens is it has <laughs> to in, internalize and, right. and permeate our mental, you know, perceived sense of what we need to know or do. And then all of a sudden it hits us in the heart. Wow. And then all of a sudden we can do it. I also have a, a poem that I memorized. Yes. And it's called Unsubdued. Mm. And it goes, I have hoped, I have... Uh, Planned I have striven, to the will I've added my deed. The best that was in me I've given, and yet the gods would not heed. Mm. And then it goes on for a while, and then it ends, but name me not with the defeated, for tomorrow again I begin. And so reciting that poetry that was inspiring to me to help constantly get me to find new reservoirs of strength to keep going, all of those uh, were ways to help um, find new strength and endure to the end. Wow. What a, what a powerful poem. It's called uns, unsubdued. Unsubdued. Wow. I've never even heard that before. I'll send it to you. So, so yeah, please. And, um, we can maybe even put a link to that on the show notes when we're done. But, uh, so, I mean, there's so much to talk about here, but you mentioned your daughter, is it Lily? Lily. Lily. So who's disabled. And is that part of what made you decide to start sailing the seven seas because wasn't it like a hey let's get her involved is that yeah right? it's absolutely we were trying to think about what we could do as a family uh-huh. that still kind of met my need for adventure <laughs> right but we could bring a disabled daughter who yeah. is in a wheelchair she can't walk or talk she's on a feeding tube mm, all these man. limitations and so we came up with the idea of sailing now, remember, I had bought that yeah. boat and learned to sail at camp as a young sure, boy. Yeah. And I hadn't sailed in 20, 30 years. And yet this idea was like, hmm, maybe we could do it. Yeah. And so the opportunity came up and uh, my wife and I tried out a couple of little sailing classes. And then I kind of turned to her and I say, honey, what do you think, honey? Should we buy a boat <laughs> and, and, and maybe <laughs> sail the South Pacific? And um, we didn't know how Lily would do. And we started practicing in the Caribbean. And then we headed out for a nine-month journey to sail from Panama or in the Caribbean through the Panama Canal to Australia. An island hop all through the South Pacific. And it turned out to be a wonderful experience. I can't imagine. Was sailing the seas as challenging or as... I I look at it as scary. (laughs) Was it... Was the seas as challenging and scary as some of these, you know, like Mount Everest, you know, situations or Denali and that kind of thing? Yeah. So sailing the (laughs) South Pacific, you're in trade winds. It's manageable. You're downwind sailing. The family situation, we manage that. We decided to leave Lily home. um, And uh, I ended up circumnavigating and then took on the 
uh, sailing down the coast of Antarctica and sailing through the Arctic. I became the 83rd boat to make it through the Northwest Passage, no which is where wow. you sail through the Bering Sea yeah. up over Alaska, across Canada, and down the coast of Greenland. Um, but surprisingly, um, the sailing from China to Seattle through the North Pacific uh, was indeed r harder than Everest really? and all these amounts. Really? You know, when you're sailing yeah. and you're in a storm, um, you have to work the boat. When you're yeah. in a storm in a mountain, you hunker down in a tent. <laughs> That's true. And so you're out on deck, you're seasick, and I hate being seasick. Right. And yet you still have to manage this boat and keep it going or you get in trouble. Yeah. And so all of that was quite a test. It's like living in a washing machine for 29 days <laughs> and these 35-foot waves and... Uh, 100 mile an hour winds and the one storm after another that we battled through to Man. to get across the Pacific Ocean. Did you ever have a time where you thought you were going to maybe not make it and and die or Well there were that way? there were people who died on Everest while I was there on Denali while I was there and even sailing across the Pacific uh was was uh, there was uh, one of the crew members uh, died. So the Man. challenge of that limit of wow this is close to that edge um is is present but i never felt like i was about to die i think the the, <laughs> the scaredest i got was in a lightning storm off madagascar as we sailed across the indian ocean mm -hmm. and there were lightning bolts hitting the water all around us and we had wow. a 94 foot you know <laughs> aluminum mass yeah that right like this lightning rod this yeah, is come hit, this. hit me yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> And so that was uh, pretty tough, um, <laughs> oh, but fortunately we made it through. And uh, but that was that was where I probably had the most fear rising up within me. Yeah, that my, that was going to be my next question. Do you ever get scared? I mean, you seem like this, like, hey, you know what? We're just going to plow th through this. But yeah, I mean, you're human. Absolutely. You get scared. You get nervous. And again, and, it's that game it, of trying exactly. to create that alliance with that fear and stick it in a box so it doesn't overwhelm you and you can still function and yeah. um, but i think through adventure my tolerance for uncertainty mm -hmm. is probably larger now than sure. maybe other people's yeah. where they like predictability they like the certainty and security that that our normal world provides um but at yeah. the same time i'm willing to go out of a limb and it but that doesn't mean I feel like I'm in danger. It right. just means I'm more tolerant of, of the unknown yeah. and that I can problem solve my way through many of those situations. Man. And that's what we want to build within people as they try to navigate their life. Wow. Well, you're in the Guinness World Records, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, which is amazing. I, I, you're the only guy that's ever done that, I think. Climbed all seven summits and sailed all seven seas. That's right. And then you throw on other things uh, like uh, cross-country skiing to the North Pole or the and the South Pole. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I've tended to try yeah. to be a trailblazer and, sure. and uh, pursue my passion. Wow, you're amazing. Seriously, like, it's... And you are a proof that if we put our mind to anything, we can do it. We can truly get through anything as scary or as, as hard as it can be. And when you make up your mind, you still get challenged. You know, like the lightning storm, you're like going, boy, hope we don't get hit <laughs> kind of thing. And so I, 
I know this is a big question because you've already said some things, but like, what are some of the biggest lessons you learned about you? Obviously, you learned that you can do anything you set your mind to, but are there other lessons that you learned that just kind of stand out through that whole process of doing all those? I think the maybe the most important lesson is not that I can do anything, but that okay. each adventure expands my sense of self okay. and what I'm cap- personally capable of. Mm, okay. And so this uh, adventure mindset um, that I've approached or learned from adventure really does apply to so many different areas of my life. And as I've taken on different challenges of uh, that I feel are there a, a mountain in and of themselves yeah, okay. and th- that um, we can grow into things. We don't start out with the competency to sail across an ocean, right? Yeah. but I had to believe I could do it before I bought the boat yes. or it wouldn't have made sense. Wouldn't have made sense. So you do okay. go forward with faith, but then self-efficacy is this validation of okay. that faith in a yeah. way that then permeates your life and goes forward and and that confidence and self-assurance comes after the fact so you you sort of prove it to yourself again and again and again and that's why adventure unlike entertainment is so rewarding for us personally yeah because we face the challenge we conquer the demon we kill the dragon or whatever it happens to be and we achieve that summit and then we think wow if i did that what does that really say about who I am and my own identity? Yeah. And could I, could I climb that next mountain that's maybe a little bigger, a little steeper, or a little harder? And all of a sudden, we put that into our mental construct. Yeah. And then that's we become the hero in our own journey. Wow. I love that. Hero in our own journey. That's a very powerful thing to say. That's right. Right? Well, man, so what... You know, you've done all these amazing things. What does a day look like for you now? Like, what is, like, uh, and you seem like you'd be the guy that gets up early. It's got a morning routine. You know, you probably read six books a day. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but what does a day look like for you? Well, I, um, <laughs> that's funny you should ask, but um, I do get up early. I enjoy getting up around yeah. 5.30 sure. and starting the day fresh. Um, yeah. And while that, my world is quiet. I love uh, trying to write and trying to organize my thinking. I do a lot of public speaking and a lot of um, opportunities to try to inspire others and to rebuild my own um, inner strength and, um, and, and clarity of purpose and focus. And I see my mission in life, my purpose is to enable others to conquer their challenges yeah. and achieve their summits in life and how can i effectively fill that stewardship um we also have a nonprofit called summit journeys and okay. summit journeys is a great um opportunity for people to come and take on challenges we take groups of youth and adults and ceos yeah. out on different adventures show them what they can achieve yeah. and um, build the teamwork and leadership, but also that inner emotional and, and mental fortitude that they can, that they can conquer, uh, uh, their summit in life. Yeah. Well, I love that you're doing that. And matter of fact, you know, we're actually live today from Wasatch recovery. And when we're done with this, 
you're going to put our clients through this exercise and these workshops today. And, and I'm so excited for them to kind of not only witness you and the things you've done, but I, what I, what I'm most excited for them is to, to see that if, I mean, if this guy can do this, I can probably overcome, like you said, the Mount Everest that may be inside of me that no one knows about. That's right. Right. Those, I, I feel strongly that sometimes those invisible mountains yeah. are more significant and more difficult to climb than these exter- external ones that mm-hmm. are very visible, like Mount Everest. And, yeah. and so I often ask people, what's your Everest? And sometimes yeah. their internal battles, whether it's uh, overcoming porn or overcoming substance abuse or yeah. whatever it may be, but their ability to... Uh, grow beyond their self-limiting uh, behaviors or beliefs. And so often it is a belief system that, yeah. that actually ties them down. Absolutely. And then obviously there's other things you know that, that contribute to that. If someone was to sign up for one of your workshops or, or courses, what could they expect to walk away with? Well, <laughs> um, the first thing is our f- purpose isn't to just go have fun. You want right. to go have fun. That's entertainment. That's entertainment, and so yeah. Our job is to create uh, a challenging experience mm-hmm. that's transformational and that's not going to push you beyond your limit where you all of a sudden get into that fight, flight, or freeze response, yeah. but that we're going to help you grow. We just took uh, 22 young men to the Camp Williams to take on the, oh, nice. the leadership challenge course there. Okay. And we had them go through Love all it. these stations where they had to team problem solve and mm. and um, the, the, they teach the military teams how to do that. Yeah. And um, it was fun to see them take on these challenges. If they weren't able to do it, they'd fall in the water or whatever <laughs> it happened to be and then yeah. they'd keep going. Um, but we just did this last weekend. So those are the types of things. We have a ropes course. We have um, kayaking. We teach sailing. We do, love sailing because it. Sure. You, you learn that you can make that boat go any way you want it to go, regardless of which way the wind's blowing. Okay. And that's really the definition of resilience. Wow. Love that. It's beautiful. So who are some of your heroes? Like who do you look up to in your life? So I was I was greatly uh, as I got ready to sail the seven some uh, seas. I, I really embraced the British explorers and okay. read a lot of them and yeah. guys like um, Amundsen and Shackleton and James Cook. These was a great age of discovery, and they set out with no gear, no Gore-Tex, yeah. no anything, <laughs> right? And you know James Cook was. Um, <laughs> Uh, considered a great captain because when they got within 600 miles of Antarctica, they gave them shoes to wear. (laughs) Right. right? Yeah. It's just a very different mindset and (laughs) some cabbage to avoid scurvy, you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But the opportunity to to converse with those, um, at first be inspired by them, then to kind of converse with those great explorers and then to try to become one. Uh, was quite inspirational to me as I uh, started to build my own sense of self and maybe what I could undertake and as in terms of a great journey. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, um, I ask this a lot with my guests and it's kind of a different question, but I, I love to ask it. W- what do you love most about you? About me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that I am an ordinary guy 
just like everybody else mm -hmm. and that I was able to prove that I could do something hard. Yeah. And if I, if people, if, if I engage with people and we do a workshop or something or I give you a presentation and they think, wow, Martin is really cool. Look what he did. I could never do that. Then I failed. If, on the other hand, I can say, look, I was able to do this and so can you. Yeah. Then we have a common starting point and that's the whole point. I'm just another guy like everybody else yeah. and I happen to focus in on a couple things, but it doesn't mean I had any magic skills or anything yeah. else. And that's the whole point about becoming the hero in our own journey, that yeah. we can all do that. And we can all have that sense of accomplishment and reward about who we become yeah. and what we can achieve. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things you said that stood out to me today is when you were on Denali and you saw people who maybe been a little more skilled than you that were maybe just tapping out like this, they were stopping and you, and you were like, man, what's going on here? And and I, it felt like as though you're like, Hey, I'm a lot stronger than maybe I even thought I was. That's right. Right. And that's self-realization yeah. process yeah. and the growth as we um, embody that opportunity to be that better self or to become and reach that potential. Yeah. So many people struggle with anxiety because they they realize they can't or they don't feel like they can become that yeah. aspirational person that they would like to be. And yeah. I'm here to b say yes, no, you can. Yeah. And as we try to close that gap um, and make progress, there are some some recipes that you, tried and true principles that you yeah. can apply. But there's also this discovery process that's really rewarding. And in spite of feeling anxious that you can't make progress, yeah. you can. Wow. I love that. Beautifully said. If there's someone right now, Martin, listening to your voice who's struggling, they're in a dark place, they just they feel stuck. You've already shared some amazing advice. But what could you tell that one person right now who just may, he's hearing you right now and they're struggling? What would you say to them? Well, I would say the first thing to do is to try to find some gratitude. Mm. Start with an appreciation for who you are and where you've come and the struggles that you have already uh, found a way to, to, to overcome in yeah. life. Okay. And as we tie gratitude and hope together, gratitude is sort of hope in the past, yeah, right? And right. the gratefulness that it all played out. Yeah. And hope is sort of gratitude for the things yet to come and unfold. And so this hope that it will be better. And putting those two things together on a yeah. timeline in our head and then building on that gratitude gives us a sense of, okay, I'm not, all is not lost, mm -hmm. and I can find a way to keep my head above water. And once I do that, then I can find a way to get to a safe harbor and put two feet on solid ground. Okay. And once I get there, I can think about how do I become the person I'd like to be? And then the summit journey where we're really feeling like we're making progress towards our goal in life. Yeah, that's great. Beautifully said again. You know, if there's someone that wants to reach out to you, uh, if they want to know more about what you do, you know, sign up for one of your courses, what's the best way for them to do that? 
So I would say uh, send me an email at martin at summitjourneys.org. Our website, if you want to come on an adventure, summitjourneys.org is a great way. Um, and, and Josie will respond and help you uh, coordinate uh, whatever adventure your group or team would love to, to participate in, or you yeah. can just come as an individual. Um, and then also, um, I have a website, uh, 7summit7cs.org, okay. and I'd be love to partner with anybody and try to help them in any way I can, either an individual or an organization. Well, wow, love that. And I'll put all of that information in the show notes so everyone yeah. can just link right to it, click to it. But, uh, you know, I... I can't thank you enough for spending some time with me. I know you're a very busy man, but it means a lot that you would actually come and sit with me to share, you know, a portion. I know we only tapped into a little bit of it, but thank you for being willing to do this today. It really does mean a lot to me. And I know to my listeners are probably very thankful to be able to listen to some amazing advice from you. Well, Todd, it's been my pleasure and I really admire and appreciate what you're doing to reach out and sharing some of this with your audience. So thank you for letting me join you today. Yeah. From the guy who uh, figured out how to untuck his shoe or unstuck his shoe from the tree to, you know, climbing all seven summits and selling all seven seas. I mean, we can do anything if we put our minds to it. And, and, and Martin truly is the example of that to all of us. And whether uh, you're going to go climb an actual mountain or like he said so beautifully, if you have that mountain inside of you that you're trying to climb and get over, I, I'm here to tell you I get emotional about this, but it's possible you can get through this. And uh, so please reach out to Martin. Seriously, he's a great guy. He will help you out in any way. Like he said, whether it's an individual, if you have an organization or a company that you want them to grow together and to be more successful, have him come do the course for your organization. He's doing that today here at Wasatch Recovery. We're so grateful to have him here. And our residents have no clue what they're in for today. And I can't wait for them to, to go through this. So thank you for tuning in again, Martin. You're amazing. Thanks for uh, all that you do and uh, for being a, a light in this world for all of us to follow. Thank you, Todd. You betcha. Till next time, everyone. Love you guys.